Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Welcome back to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and today we have Ann Baker-Ron back. And if you haven't met her before on one of the episodes previously, I have linked her bio and other information about Ann below in the description box or show notes wherever you're finding information. And Ann and I today are talking about just helping clients in the business. We talk a little bit about protecting your families and individuals and things that they, they, people can do to really... Uh, have some resilience with obstacles that that may come our way. So, Anne, thanks for coming back Great to the show. To and let's dive in. Did I tell you my grandmother is remodeling her house as we speak and she's 90? That's amazing. She's just, she's doing, and the way we text message, she'll text me inspirational p- passages from that books at like 8 so o'clock at night. cute. Where does she live? Uh-huh. Nebraska. That's amazing. So I'll be talking about her because she did a really cool estate planning idea. Uh, So I wrote a couple of blogs on that, but I'll be talking about what she did. I don't think I can get her on the podcast. She's a little too shy for that, That I think. It would be so um, amazing if you could get her on it. I know. So I've kind of, she's given me some documents that, that were part of the plan. It was about over 10 years ago, but it's a really cool idea. I'll share it with you too, because it could be something that your clients could do, but, um, or actually, I mean, I suppose we could talk just briefly about it now and see where it fits in. But what she did is she she worked with my uncle to put together an estate plan, kind of like a concept with a trust. Or like, I guess it was part of after her estate planning, my, my grandfather passed away. She, I think my uncle had this idea and she, she modified it, basically giving each grandchild $10,000 to to support higher education, starting a business, something to make you better. And you had to write to grandmother about the qualifying, like, I want to do this. And you have to prove it to grandma that you qualify for whatever it is. So if it was a thousand dollar thing, you have to put 10% in. So she'll give you 900 and you do 100. You have to have skin in the game. And then you have to tell her about it throughout the process. And then, you know, you have your amounts up into the 10,000. So that's really how I got all my credentials and all my, uh, the, the chartered financial consultant. Great idea. Qualified. The other thing is we have cousins in Norway or like other, and like traveling international to meet other family members qualifies. I do have a sister that hasn't used hers yet. And I was like, you need to talk to grandma because she put a time clock on it. But when I went back to her last year about it, she goes, no, I'm going to extend it. I think it's okay. Like she's rethought it. And she goes, you know, people had their families. She wouldn't allow it for like babies and anything like that. It had to be for business, education, something for higher learning. But she, I think that's part of the reason why she's so amazing at 90 and so sharp minded because she's using her brain 
and she's participating and she's not alone. She's got her things that she does. She knows who she is. She loves to read. She, she dabbles in these different um, projects around the house. And then she's got her different people she has lunches with. But she's happy. She's happy. You know, one of my friends, and, and my, alone. one she's of my best friend's mothers just turned 90. And she had, happened to have the same birthday as my mother. So, you know, they were different years, like they were a year apart, but they grew up together. And so now on this woman's birthday, of course, I always send her birthday cards since my mom isn't here anymore. Um, but she is incredible. Like she literally, her social life is the most, she goes to dinner almost every night with friends because she's 90. Her friends are yeah. like in their 60s and 70s because sadly most of her friends have <laughs> passed away. Um Oh, but she's having so much fun with she's all ages. Amazing. It doesn't matter. So she came when my uncle just passed away. So there's a Jewish tradition called Shiva. So she came to the house mm -hmm. and she brought a picture of my uncle and her husband and like all these boys who were in this like sports club in high school. Anyway, um, she's just incredible. Like she has so much energy. She is like your grandma. I mean, she's just, I think she worked up until like last year or two years ago. I mean, it's just incredible. Well, that's kind of part of why there's a couple things that have really transpired to create the Pathways of Peak Performance. The Some of the people in my life, 40s. I'm in my 40s, that are might be in their like 60s to 70s, and I'm not talking clients, but I'm just saying in general, I do a lot of speaking with my grandmother because of those reasons. We're connected by sharing business, and she's always like my biggest fan, but um I look at some other people that I know and then some other family members and they almost feel like life is going to be it by, by 70 to 80. And I just, part of building this pathways framework for me is to say, if we can really get super organized, know who we are, manage our money based upon our, how we perceive money, how we comprehend money, work with our partners or spouses on the same page, understanding that we're different, but we have common goals, but we're going to be approaching those goals differently and being okay with each other being different and having a little bit more grace with each other and then having community, it really can create some longevity and some just, you know, think about like mental health and just being happier. So I always say like, create your own happiness. I feel like if you really work on who you are, you start with yourself because it's really foundational. Then it can really trickle into all pieces of your life. I feel like because of my grandmother and her attitude, when I told her I was going to talk about her on my blog and my podcast, she goes, well, that's wonderful. And if you could hear her voice, she's just Marjorie, marvelous Marjorie. She's like, oh, sweetheart, that is wonderful. Now I know what I'm going to do for the next 10 years. We can talk about, and we talk about all these books and different things, but she's excited to be part of my journey and she's like, that's what the next 10 years are going to be about. So I hear this from her. And then I hear other people in my life that are in their 70s going, well, I probably got another eight to Which 10. Which is, guess what? That's and true. If you like, say that, that's exactly right. I know. And I just go, gosh, I wish I could have the ability to make people feel more like how my grandmother um, feels. But I feel like it really, you can't really get there unless you really dive into personal development. So I know that's kind of off topic with insurance planning. Um, but I feel like part of why you and I do what we do is we want to help people take the pressure off. And so I know that we were going to talk today about 
a client that actually had to use, I think you had a story, you've told me a few about a client that had to use the coverage and the one that didn't have coverage. And I feel like if we want to have a long life, if we can control, we can control, maybe it is our mindset. So if we can put some steps and measures in place today to then take the pressure off, then we can go about our lives and deal with the obstacles and little things that might pop up. And if our health is otherwise great, Maybe we will have some longevity because we're not stressing out about the things that we wish we would have done, like no regrets. So I know that I'm wanting to help clients with that. I know as I hang out with you, we always talk about planning and how we love being able to serve clients. So I think the audience would love to know how some of your stories, because as you share them with me, it always inspires me to be like, okay, people need to hear this so they will take action. I always talk about taking action today. It doesn't have to be something you buy. It could be a mindset. It could be getting a little more organized, taking the pressure off. But you should, if you love anyone, if anyone loves you, you have a responsibility to take care of them. And that starts with you as an individual. So I'll leave it there. And you can dive into some of more of like your case studies with the audience. So the first one that I love to share is my individual, my physician, um, had a very strange illness that was really never diagnosed. He went to a conference and he got very, very sick and he came home. He was in the hospital for about six or seven days and they called it a virus of unknown origin. They literally didn't know what it was. And he um, was a very active, very energetic OBGYN. He loved what he did. He planned to work into his late 70s or early 80s. And unfortunately, um, the virus ended, ended up impacting his kidneys. So he went from earning you know, his full salary to half time. So he went on disability for, he was getting about 5,500 a month or 5,000 a month. And he was very lucky because he could still work. So he continued working as long as he could. And then he noticed that his hands started kind of having some weird feeling in them. And he went to a physician. I mean, he went to, you know, a physician to ask him what was going on. And he said, "Um, do you have kidney damage? And he said, yes, I do. And he said, well, that's. So there's tingling or tremors happening and that's Correct. stemming from and the kidney. So he basically said, well, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to practice because obviously part of your practice is delivering babies. So he yeah. um, was extremely upset because he had a real passion for what he did. And um, he really did not want to go on claim. He just kept procrastinating mm-hmm. and procrastinating. And I would call him, you know, every few weeks and say, look, we really need to do this. And the good news is he is on claim. He does have own occupation on his policy, which means that he can be on claim and doing another job. So he's working another job full time, which he also enjoys. Okay. And he really, in my in my estimation, hasn't stopped living the great life that he was living before. Two of his children live right. out of the country and they go visit their children at least once or twice a year. He is working full time. Oh, he is getting about 11000 a month from his policy, income tax-free. And, you know, one of the things okay. that he said to me is that he really regrets that he didn't take advantage of what's called a future increase option. And all that is, is as mm-hmm. your income goes up, you're allowed to increase your benefit um, without proving your health. You just basically, you know, right. show your pay stub. 
And he said, you know, I always looked at this insurance as like a fire insurance policy. Like I paid for it every month, Mm -hmm. but I never really thought that I would benefit from it. And so he said, I just, you know, I could be getting 15 or 16,000 a month tax free instead of 11. So I wish that I had done that. And so I like to share that story with my clients that, you know, when this future increase option has the opportunity, don't just quickly say no, really consider what this means to you. But he's, he's very active. He's, um, you know, very happy with his life right now. They were able to actually pay off their mortgage with the disability payments that they got. So now that he's, you know, retired, I guess he's not retired, but you know, that was something that was a huge blessing to him was to be able to pay off his mortgage so that he didn't have that looming ahead of him um, because he actually became disabled later in life at age 62. Okay. So, and that's interesting. I'm glad you brought up the future increase option because I typically, you know, you have once a year, you might reach out to your clients or clients reach out to me around the holidays. We tend to either exchange cards or check in, is there an address update, things like that. And then there's this anniversary that happens when you have a disability policy, that future increase option. Some types of contracts are available annually and then some are every third year. And so depending on the contract style and by the time anyone listens to this, things could have changed. But in general, you have, we try to do once a year annual review. And um, with an increase option, you don't have to do anything. You just have it on the contract. It's kind of a health shield. You can always buy more. No medical underwriting as long as your income supports that. So I'm sure the OBGYN, you know, there's net income. If you're a practice owner, you'd have to prove different things with full tax return. Um, But some people skip the step because they're like, hey, look, I don't have to do anything. So they don't feel that sense of urgency to really review it. I have enough. I don't want to spend any more money or whatever the story is. And then they have this increase option that's free for people. So depending on the, the company, then it's available every third year. But they do actually nudge you with some requirements that are due every third year. So some people don't like the rules. Some people like the freedom. But with freedom, sometimes if you, you might forget to check in and do an income check. And then the every third year plans, they almost, they almost have these like rules where they're going to tell you you're eligible for this much, you should have this much in place, and then we make some decisions from there. So sometimes that actually gets, gets people to really look at it. So I always work with clients to see what their personality type is. Do they need to be reminded? Do they need the flexibility in an annual increase option because it's just better for their income? But I do feel like sometimes people can be underinsured if they're not paying attention, like you're saying. But luckily, it sounds like he was just being smart, and he was fortunate enough to have the ability to work while receiving his check yeah. under that own occupation writer. So that gave him a lot more flexibility to pay off that mortgage. So that having that writer always helps the medical professionals, certainly. Yeah, I think I think he's really he I think he's really enjoying his life. I think he misses his practice, but I think being able to sure. continue working in the medical field is a huge blessing to him and I think that he's feeling, you know, like a lot of satisfaction with his life. Well, and I think did you have an unfortunate story where someone was, was underinsured or no insurance? I know that you had mentioned something to me last so week. So, I had a client who um he and it really wasn't his issue. It was my issue. He was a triathlete and he ran marathons. He climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I sort of looked at him as Superman, you know, like nothing can happen to this man. He's just, you know, bulletproof. 
So I never talked to he and his wife about disability insurance. I talked to them about life insurance. We did a lot of investment planning. And um, I remember the evening that I got the phone call from his wife and she said, we just found out that Tom has brain tumors. And um, I was so in shock that I just started crying. Like I couldn't believe it. I had just seen them a week before in the office. And she said, remember you told us to get all our ducks in a row. Well, now we really need to get our ducks in a row. So the amazing thing was that it was sometimes like, I don't know if it was a God thing or what, but his boss continued to pay him even when he couldn't provide a service. So he couldn't go to work because he couldn't do the physical work involved in his job. But through his entire illness, I think he was sick for a year and a half. He still continued to get a paycheck. And so I often ask people, do you think that if you couldn't go to work every day, would your boss still pay you? And of course, they look at me like, no, that's not going to happen. You know, I'm not going to keep getting paid if I can't provide a service. So, but it was interesting in spite of the fact that he was getting paid and his wife was a full-time worker as well, they still had to have a medical fundraiser at the end of his life to help pay for the cost of his care. So um, Uh, so that was like kind of a big wake-up call for me. Like you need to talk to everyone about this just because someone's a triathlete. It doesn't mean that something can't happen to them. And that was kind of the beginning of my journey with having a real passion for income protection because I realized that he was one out of a thousand. A boss isn't going to pay you because they have to pay someone else to replace you. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that because I know that that's a... That's a hard one. I know when you originally shared it with me, it's a tough one to it's, get out. It's, it's um, sad, but in the end, you know, thank God they had life insurance. And when he passed away, his wife was well taken care of. Um, she was able to pay off their mortgage. She also happened to be laid off from work at about the time he died. It was in 2008 when the economy was extremely bad. And uh, I asked yeah. her, I said, how do you feel about losing your job? And she said, Ann, I just lost my best friend. So she said, it's just a job. But she was out of work for two years because of the economy. Uh, so, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Getting things done when life is good. Because if we have one less thing to stress about, it can be so powerful to help you get through it. Uh, I think... Initially, when I was starting this episode or thinking about our episode today, I wanted you to share stories, not to have doom and gloom, but to make it relatable. Because like you said, okay, I'm doing this job, but then something else happened. And oh, I have to talk about this other thing too. Like we have to share the the, opportunity. We have to share the the solutions that are available. There's so many types and we we can do that for our clients. I think also something else is the people that might want to get into this industry and not really know where they fit in, you've, you've done a, a higher, a bigger focus in insurance planning, just like myself, um, where you've also done financial planning and investments. I've been securities licensed myself and I'm focused now just in insurance planning by choice. Just really, we're dialing into where we're talented and where we really find um, our flow and our groove, things that we really enjoy. And I feel like with people that are interested in getting into the business, Hearing these stories, if this is something that really resonates with somebody, we need more talent, younger talent, to come into the workforce, too, in our financial services industry. So really passionate about building a community and advocating for uh, men and women to get more of us in, in that we, you know, trusted, ethical, great 
independent thinkers in the business because we need, we need more of us to help people just like these clients you're talking about. So I feel like some of your stories, stories could help people think about, do I need to do something else in my family, but also people that might really want to serve in this industry. It's a, it's a great, there's so many ways to do it. And that's what I love about this industry because then I could also meet my colleagues and have fun with people all throughout the nation, all specializing in different arenas of where we, you know, in areas that we enjoy. So I know that you and I could talk about that for days, but, um, I think that's part of your stories certainly helps people kind of think about it outside the box. Look, I think so, that that's true. I think well, there are so many opportunities in our business and I hope that these stories do resonate with people. Well, thank you for sharing. I know we're going to have more in future ep- episodes to share with others. Um, just things that we see in our business. So I really appreciate it. And thanks for being right, I'll here. I'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.